0: have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive and now the founder of with a twist Amber Scotchburn hi it's Amber Scotchburn and are you ready to get twisted today We spent the last couple of podcasts talking about report card marks and ways to talk to the teacher when you go for a parent-teacher conference about these report card marks. So what I want to focus on today is a bit of a summary of why I approach grades and teacher conferences the way that I suggested to you guys to do, the twisted way. Because wouldn't you agree that every child goes into school wanting to be successful? Yet the system is primarily set up for perfection. And since perfection isn't easy to attain and really isn't realistic. although I do have something to say on that, but let's finish this thought. <laughs> so the system is set up primarily for perfection and not from learning from mistakes. And so what ends up happening is that kids are going in to be successful, thinking that they want to be successful, and then, bam, A mistake happens and they don't know what to do with it. And so on the note of perfection, I do want to share to you that I do think your child is perfect because who else could be perfectly them? Nobody else is them, so therefore they're perfectly themselves. So when people say perfection isn't realistic, I do like to say that's not necessarily true because we all are perfect at being ourselves. So back to the big system question. Would you agree that every child goes into school wanting to be successful? If you agree with me, yes, that that would be the case, because what child doesn't go off into kindergarten thinking that they're going to be successful? It's not until they learn through certain experiences that happen, maybe they're told can't. I do have a podcast called Lens, where a child might be put that lens on as a result of something somebody has said to them. There might be experiences where they've failed. They've got a bad mark on a test or um, an assignment or been told in class that they couldn't do something in in relation to that assignment or that test. And again, that mindset happens. So, what I would like to propose is that you look at school instead of just a moment in time where that one test is going to define them for the rest of their lives, that you look at it as just a moment in time that's happening, and you're gonna deal with it, but it's just a moment in time. It's not gonna define the rest of their lives. Their whole schooling career, so let's say just taking elementary school and high school, 12 years, that defines their school. So they have 12 years of which you can have to define. So why choose one test, or even one year for that matter, out of 12? So I want you to think of it as the adventures of your child, for 12 years and then the movie can end and then you can say hey what mistakes happened during this time as opposed to being so focused on one moment in time that you think is going to define them for the rest of their lives and why this is important and how we're looking at the moments is because we can dictate how our children grow or not grow and I like to suggest that i Think the twisted way to look at things is to have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. So an example for you. What we feed grows. If you think of a flower, when it doesn't bloom, we don't put the blame on the flower or focus our energies on trying to fix the flower. We look at the environment the flower is in and see if it's re- receiving <laughs> sorry, what it needs to grow and flourish. Let's do the same for our kids. One of the ways that we can do this is to engage in parent-teacher conferences, which is why I spent two podcasts on that, giving you 16 questions you can ask. And let's get a solid understanding of our child's environment. And you know, you can take a lot of the basis of those questions and apply them to anywhere that your child is at, whether that's they're at a job. Now, you probably don't want to go into the job for them, but you could get them to ask those questions about jobs. Um, If your child is in extracurriculars, same sorts of things where you could apply those questions. So we need to look at our child as the flower. That, hmm, they're not flourishing, but we're not going to change the flower. We're going to look at the environment. And maybe there's some things that we have to do. Maybe the flower needs more fertilizer. Maybe we need to move it into the sun. There's a whole bunch of different variety of things why the flower isn't growing. But we want to investigate what that is that's going to be a growth mindset. If you have a fixed mindset, you'd look at the flower, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. And you'd suggest that, oh, well, that flower is just never going to grow. So let's scrap it. And then obviously you don't have a flower anymore. Now that might sound harsh and you might think, oh, I would never do that to my child. However, it does happen. There are kids that get written off in school, and as I suggested in a different podcast, it could be for something as simple as what they have in their lunch bag versus what they wear versus how they behave. So again, we're not looking at the child as something or somebody, I should say, that can grow. So what happens? If you have a fixed mindset, that assumes that characteristics, intelligence, creative abilities are statics. So they cannot change in any meaningful way. Therefore, success just happens if you are already intelligent. So you're only going to be successful if you already have the intelligence to be successful. If kids are told that they ace their tests because they're innately intelligent, that's going to create a fixed mindset. Or anything around the house that you have them do, if you say that that just comes from within, they're going to think that, well, if it doesn't come from within, then I'm not going to be able to do it. On the flip side of that. A growth mindset thrives on challenge and sees failure not as evidence of unintelligence but as something to spring from. Oh well a growth mindset then would see failure as an opportunity to grow and learn and see what they can do as opposed to just shutting down because they don't think that they can. So at the core is the distinction in the way you assume your will affects your ability and has a powerful effect on kids. Think about that for a sec. If we go back to that flower analogy, you have the flower in the pot. Are you going to decide to not move it or are you going to decide to move it? Not moving it would be keeping it in the fixed mindset. Well, it's not going to grow anyway because innately this flower does not want to grow. And yet growth mindset would say, well, if we move it into the sun, this flower is going to grow so our children don't come with manuals I've mentioned that before and there is some parenting books out there of course that you can get and different people to connect with and this is giving you that opportunity this podcast as well to give you a twisted look at how to have that growth mindset so to raise a success ready child you will need to ensure that you focus daily on seeing your child through the growth lens that's gonna be a challenge sometimes they're going to do things that are going to be upsetting to you. And you're going to still have to think of the growth mindset and not place them in a corner or give up on them. How we, how we do this is by disliking the behavior, not the child. I was taught this when I took my social work degree. It was actually one of the very first points I really remember learning that challenged me. And that was that I was gonna to have to work with people And I was not going to like their behavior. So really, how was I going to work with them? Because, you know, uh, in social work you get some different cases and they're coming to you either voluntarily or not voluntarily. But you're still having to work with them and treat them as though they are your brother, your sister, in terms of the love that you want to give them in order for them to succeed and move forward. So if I was a social worker and I didn't have this distinction that I wasn't going to be a very successful social worker because I'd be judging everybody that came in on their behavior and then treating them like that flower that we just leave the fixed flower as opposed to the growth flower. So I really needed to learn early on that I needed to dislike the behavior, but not the person. And this is what I've transferred to my kids, hopefully. (laughs) Uh, So disliking the behavior, but don't dislike your child. From an early age, a child's primary behavior is to please their caregivers and to have their needs met. Therefore, if there's an undesirable behavior happening, we need to address that need with love rather than the behavior. So a child is whiny and you are out with them. And let's say you've been out with them shopping for most of the day and running around and doing errands and they're whiny. And what you need to do is see, hmm, what is the root cause of that whininess? So are they hungry? Let's say for example, I have coined the term in my house hangry, which means hungry and angry, and I know for myself that I can get to that point if I don't eat regularly. So how beneficial would it be for you to teach your child, I'm getting whiny and let me look at why I'm getting whiny. I'm getting whiny because I'm tired, I'm getting whiny because I'm hungry, I'm getting whiny because I would like some attention, and all behavior is rooted in a need. So when we're getting curious and we're thinking, well, we don't like this behavior in our child, remember that we're going to dislike the behavior, but we're going to look at the need and feed that need with love. So for instance, if your child is having a meltdown and it's simply because you've identified the fact that they're hungry, address the need for food. When they are feeling better and when that mood has passed, then you're going to address the behavior but not in the moment that it's happening, you're gonna address the need. So what you could say was something like this or is something like this. When you are feeling like you are short-tempered, think about the last time you ate something. If it's been a while and you can tell you're starting to get short-tempered and it's coming from, hungry, from being hungry, then talk to me about that. Imagine the skill set that you're giving your child if they can start to go, ooh, I'm starting not to feel great and I'm gonna check what it could be. And it could be so many things and so they need to start identifying what that is for themselves. Now, um, when kids are pretty young, you're going to want to help them identify those needs. As they get older, you can talk them through it and then eventually they'll be able to tell you themselves. But again, we're not looking at the behavior and painting them in a corner and suggesting that they're bad. We're simply going, Hmm, there's a behavior. It has a need attached to it. Let's figure out what this is. So it's a really simple way to think about it. What you feed grows. Decide what you want to grow in your child. If you want to grow a successful child, then you have to look at their behaviors as on their path to success with maybe some bumps along the way. And I know, children aren't robots, (laughs) even though sometimes we'd like them to be. So you cannot press a button or just reboot them up because they're having a bad moment. We need to really stop holding our children to these standards of perfection that we cannot even reach ourselves. I mean, honestly, do you have a bad day or bad moments? And perhaps you take them out on your child occasionally, or a coworker, or the dog, or yourself. So start being aware for yourself, too. Where are you having some low periods, and what need could they be attached to? Thank you so much for listening good morning good afternoon and good evening wherever you are around the world great to have you with me today at with a twist please don't forget to give me a five star rating on itunes that would be much appreciated as well as follow me on facebook at amber scotchburn thanks so much